All right, so today's Wednesday. We've turned the page on from last week's game. We're all focused right now on the Rams. You know, we sat down with our players today and explained, obviously, the opponent we have to face. It's, it's a great history of this organization. Obviously, the only team in NFL history to win three world championships in three different cities. You know, obviously, starting off as the Cleveland Rams originally when they're named after the Fordham Rams. There's a lot of history that goes on back through the time in St. Louis and obviously back home now in L.A., which is really where everyone remembers them from. They got that blue and yellow. Really stands out with the greats that came through that program, the Eric Dickersons, the Jackie Slaters, other fine players that organization. You know, I think Les has done a tremendous job building this team through the draft and also through free agency and trades. You know, he's obviously built this team with a lot of star power and explosive players who can change the game by themselves at any time. You know, Sean does a tremendous job along with Kevin and Aaron Cromer forming this offense and really, you know, creating matchups. It all starts with the run game with Sean and Aaron. They do a tremendous job of staying committed to their plan and what they do. They're a very balanced team. They're very effective in what they do. And they find creative ways of creating the same looks, all right, that they can operate out of familiar and give you a couple curveballs you got to react to. So in terms of the motions, the movements, the shifts, Sean's always looking for an edge to create a matchup, does a tremendous job right there. You know, dealing with, you know, Staley on the defensive side, obviously he learned a lot from Big Fangio. They do a great job of going out there and doing what they do. They disguise defenses very well. They start with disruption up front. They have good defensive backs, do a great job in space of tackling and eliminating explosive plays. You know, these guys are really a team that make you click it down the field and turn the sticks over, all right, drive by drive. So they don't give up a lot of big plays. And you obviously, it all starts with 99 Aaron Donald. This guy will really ruin your birthday party in a hurry. You know, John Bonamego and the special teams. I've known John for some time now. He's always been very good and a very good personal friend to me. You got to know about John, he is aggressive, all right? And saying free hurt. You know, that's how he approaches it right there. And, and his teams play aggressive. They play downhill. They're a physical bunch. They're aggressive to rush your kicks, punts, and field goals. They do a very good job in the return game, obviously, with, you know, Cooper back there returning punts. They're putting emphasis on getting their best players involved in the game and looking to make game-changing plays every time. And to me, when you talk about the Rams special teams, no matter who's there, it all starts with Johnny Hecker. This guy's really a weapon. All right, this guy, you know, throughout the years in his league, uh, you know, this guy really keeps you on the defensive as a punt return unit. He makes teams adjust their game plans. He's always a threat with a pass. You know, as we explained to our team, you just got to picture this guy's really a quarterback who can punt. He's not a punter who throws the ball. So I've known Johnny for some time, a lot of respect for him in the game. You know, anyone really studies the NFL, you know, he's really changed the punting position in a lot of ways. And he's really been a weapon for this team to establish and maintain field position consistently. So. That being said, I'll open up to any questions right now that I can answer. We have a great deal of respect for this organization. It's obviously a very tough opponent, and uh, we're going to start today on the field getting ready for him full speed. The Titans' COVID outbreak is affecting the NFL schedule for the first time. Is it changing anything that your team is doing? How confident are you in how your team and the league in general has been dealing with this up to this point? Yeah, we got a lot of confidence in the protocols the league came out with. We've been very diligent from the beginning of following these. Our team and our coaches have been very committed to following the rules. And uh, it's not changing anything we're doing. It's just reaffirming we have to stay diligent in the process and making sure we follow, you know, the steps in place. Kind of an odd one for you. Um, you know, with no crowd and no fans in, in most stands and then also broadcast mics picking up so much natural audio from what's happening down on the field. Have you guys taken any extra precaution in terms of um, the, the calls at the line of scrimmage? I know the Rams do a lot at the line of scrimmage. And you guys studied anything differently or on your side taken a little more precaution? I would say there's just a heightened consciousness this year in terms of what you're using verbiage wise on the line of scrimmage and how you're looking at your opponent. You know, in the past, every team in the league has watched broadcast copies, 
you always try to pick up on anything you can, any kind of call or communication. I mean, that's all 32 teams doing the same thing, trying to create an edge for their players. Obviously, this year, with it being a little bit different in terms of how much the mics are picking up, you have to be very conscious of what you're saying and then also what the opponent's saying. So, you know, I don't think anyone's doing anything differently. I just think it's a little bit, you know, clear this year with the noise that what you can hear from the quarterbacks. Stu? Good morning, Joe. Just one young head coach yourself, if there's anything you've picked up or learned from uh, Sean McVay as far as the way he – uh, coaches and, and kind of runs the Rams if that's influenced the way you've gone about um, coaching the Giants and just approaching your first year on the job. Obviously, you get a lot of uh, great experience from working under Coach Belichick, but is there anything you've maybe learned or gleaned from Sean McVay? Well, obviously, I've, I've had some conversation with Sean early in this process, and I have a ton of respect for Sean and what he's done. Uh, you know, look, every organization is different. Every process is different in terms of taking over a team. There's nothing I'm trying to do in terms of modeling what anybody else has done. You know, what we have here is very unique, and, and we have our own way we have to go about doing things, you know, to build our program. Uh, but I have a tremendous amount of respect for Sean. Obviously, at a young age, um, he was very aggressive in how he went about his business. He has a vision. He knows what he wants to do, and he's been able to see that on through. Paul Schwartz. Hey, Joe. Hey, Paul. Um, I think um, probably every coach who goes against the Rams and talks about Aaron Donald says we uh, need to have a plan for him. Um, what makes him so unique that you need to plan against him? And um, Nick Gates, this early in his career at center, uh, how do you see that as any kind of a matchup that the Giants can win? Well, I'd say this first off. It's the thing they're doing differently this year with him is they're really moving him around. And they're using them all three downs. And that's a little bit different than how he's played in the past. They're going to find matchups and create ways. So there's no one player that we could say on our offensive line, he's got a tough day ahead of him. Everyone's got to be alert. And we have to make sure we know where 99 is on every snap. You know, the thing that makes this guy so unique is going to sound very generic, but the effort he plays with is just truly relentless. I mean, this guy does things you watch and you think, you know, wow. I mean, he really will. He'll show up and ruin your day. And, uh, you know, you watch the Buffalo game. You know, the fourth quarter, especially as they were climbing back in the game and playing competitive. I mean, this guy almost single-handedly, you know, ended the game for Buffalo and the way he got after the quarterback and the way he played. You know, he's explosive on runs. He's explosive in the pass game. Um, he's got great instincts. You watch this guy on the goal line. You know, Buffalo tried to cut him. He just jumped over the center trying to cut him, fronted up the runner, and then just completely made a stand by himself. These are plays you don't see, you know, every guy in the league being able to do. He's a unique guy. You know, you look at him when he came out of college, what were the knocks on him? Maybe he's not long enough. Maybe he's not truly big enough to play in, in the inside. I think he's shown everybody who said that completely wrong. And this guy is one of the most dominant players in the league. So, you know, everybody's got a plan for him. You know, this guy, it's nothing unique for him. He knows going in, everybody's got something in mind for him. But, hey, look, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth, you know? Hey, um, one more. Is, is uh, Nick Gates three um, games into this century? Uh, do you still look at it as an experiment? And where do you think he is, you know, three games in? It's, it's absolutely not an experiment. And uh, I think he's making improvement game by game. This guy's made a lot of progress for us, you know, on a daily basis in his communication, his understanding of the position, his studying of opponents. It was a different move at first for Nick going outside to the inside. So he's had to learn that both in a technique standpoint and also just a different way you look at it. You know, when you're the tackle on the edge, you see everything just truly inside out. You know, when you're the center inside, you've got to see both sides peripheral. And you have to be tuned into more things, where the linebacker's located, what's the secondary doing. You're more involved with identifying who the Mike linebacker is. You're more involved in making all the calls inside 
that affect everybody's blocks and everybody's combinations. So the mental aspect of playing center is very large, okay? And he's handled that very well for us. And he's making improvement on a weekly basis, and that's all we can ask of Nick right now. Don Levy. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking to just go ahead and focus on next play at hand and just go move play to play. But I'd say this guy's definitely a special player in the league. Look, he's long. He's very athletic. He's got great makeup speed. He's very instinctive. This guy's got that kind of savvy and awareness. He can lull you to sleep a little bit as a quarterback and then pounce on the ball and really get you while you think he's not paying attention. You know, he does a great job of forcing turnovers and really attacks the ball on a play-by-play -play basis. you got to be alert for this guy because he's coming after the ball every play. You know, I'd say, look, you can say he's talking trash or whatever you want to say, but this guy definitely backs it up on the field. He's a special player. Dougie. Hey, Joe. Uh, I just want to check. Did you guys make a call on David Mayo? You know what? Uh, it's not official yet right now. He's with the trainers. We still have a couple days to get it. Uh, I don't anticipate seeing him in practice, though, today, Dan. Okay. And then with the corner, Harper, from the Raiders, uh, you know, what did you like about him? And then how much of a struggle has it been with that number two corner spot where you've you know, really been just kind of searching for an answer there? Well, I think our guys are all working hard and we see a level of improvement on a weekly basis. we got to make sure we keep playing good football and take some bad plays off our plate. But that's up to us as coaches. we got to keep putting guys in the right position. And, you know, they got to execute on the field when they're asked to. Um, in terms of the moves on the roster, Dan, I'll talk very lengthy. Uh, once the process is completed, as of right now, it's still within the process of going. Okay, thanks. Zach. Hey, Joe, you guys have had uh, Devontae in the building for a week now. I'm just curious what your impressions have been of him, like just behind the scenes as a teammate in the locker room. I know it's still only been a week, but like, what, what's been your impression of him so far? I think he's a ball guy. I said that last week, and that definitely holds true. He really loves football. You know, coming from Liberty City where he grew up, those guys down there, those guys love ball. I mean, they're tough dudes. It just centers them all the time in terms of the love of the game, passion for the game. But I see a guy in the locker room who's a good teammate. I see a guy in the huddle who's very serious. Uh, he's got a very business approach to how he goes about it, but he smiles and enjoys being out there on the field. So seeing a lot of progress from him, obviously, you know, we had to get him caught up with our schemes last week. He did a great job really working and staying ahead. Uh, he's more familiar this week, making more progress. So looking to get him involved in this game plan as much as we can and, you know, give him a chance going forward. Uh, just real quick, first of all, uh, Jabril going to practice today? He will not, Tom. And then um, you have a, uh, a Super Bowl ring from beating this team. Does that does that help at all? You know, they have a lot of the same weapons that that, that you uh, you faced about a year and a half ago, two years ago. No, I think every team is very unique. This Rams team is not the same team they were last year nor two years ago, and uh, and this is a different team than I was a part of as well. So every team is unique year by year and club by club. Uh, obviously, there's some information I gathered, but I'll tell you right now, Sean's always evolving. He's always changing. He's always improving and getting better. And, you know, what he may have game planned based on another club I was with will have nothing to do with what we do, you know, going forward here because he's looking to match up our players on our roster. And we've got to be aware because he's going to find a way to do that. And then one more if I could. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones obviously has led the team in rushing uh, most of these games. He's the team's leading rusher for the season. How sustainable is that? And, and you know, what, what are your feelings about that? Do you like that identity or do you – would you – obviously you'd rather have a running back have more yards but uh you know can can, can he continue at this pace 
You know what? We'll look and see when it comes up if it's part of the game plan, but we'll take production from anyone we can. Uh, Sean McVay said the other day that Jared Goff played his best game of the season against Buffalo. Just curious from your perspective watching him the last few years, what have you seen in terms of development from maybe when you first saw him to where he is now? When I first saw him, you know, he was really truly a rookie. It was a different coaching staff. It was, you know, a different step. He's obviously evolved a lot in his career. Since he's been with Sean, he's made a lot of huge strides, I think, as a player. He's always been a threat because he's very talented. But you see a confident player out there. You know, he's completing, I think, near 70% of his passes right now. These guys are top of the league on third down. They're one of the top rushing teams in the league. They're very successful on early downs and they're high scoring team in the league. So that all comes through the quarterback. You know, and this guy does a great job back there of finding the open receiver, delivering an accurate, catchable ball. He finds his guys. He understands the game plan. He communicates well with the unit. They do a great job of using tempo, getting to the line, getting to the perfect play. And obviously, he's the one who's got to communicate that, and he has great command on the field. So this is definitely a guy they've invested a lot in, and you understand why they did. Last question here, Jordan. Joe, you, you got a, a taste of what uh, Devontae could kind of do last week and, and throughout, you know, last week in practice and game. Uh, where do you see him fitting in moving forward? Well, I think like every one of our players on our roster, everyone has a role going in the game. I see him fitting in with this specific game plan in a couple different ways. Um, I'm not going to go into specifics of how we're going to use him, uh, but I think he has a skill set that allows him to contribute in the running and the passing game, both as a protector and a receiver. I think we have to do a good job of balancing out his roles and everybody's roles to make sure we get the most out of them. You still want to rotate all three of them now? Yeah, we plan on playing every back that's at the game, Jordan.